welcome to another episode of The Big Question, presented by Friends Film, a podcast an in-depth look at a specific movie-related question. On this episode, we'll discuss the future of Star Wars movies, as well as I'm your host, Cooper, and this week I'm joined by Josh Straley. Hello, everybody. Hello, Cooper. Hello. And it's Star Wars time again, after like so long. Yeah. I'm so excited to just wax poetically about <laughs> all of the things about my favorite franchise ever everything that you love without diving into theories or rumors of star mm. wars 9 that you're still avoiding which is still pretty easy because i haven't revealed anything exactly i saw the photo and part of me was like <laughs> maybe i didn't want to see this but also at the same time like oh now i'm really sad and i'm yeah. feeling things about the franchise and how like Oscar looks like he's crying. It, yeah, that hit me. That hit me. That because I'm like, I'm like, oh, John Boyega is really cool, and like, because I, I saw like a workup, mm-hmm. an art version of this. Oh, okay, uh, like watercolor or something like that, or you know how it looks it's like a Fox watercolor, but like an animated watercolor, uh-huh. sort of like into the Spireverse, but not really smooth lines and everything. Okay, like that, rather than it, that, so I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And then I'm like, wait a minute, this looks really <laughs> real. And then I found the photo, and then like I went down that whole rabbit trail and but yeah when as soon as i looked at oscar's eyes i'm like oh they're sad yeah. and i know i just know if i saw like a different angle and then i saw daisy's face i probably would just like lost it even if she's not crying or showing as much emotion as he is mm-hmm. just like being able to see all of them would be insane yeah but maybe she's purposely being hidden because she has an eye patch now at the end of she's episode an eye nine. patch or like some crazy scar from battle of kylo mm-hmm. or whatever maybe you never know <laughs> It'll be wild, but I am I'm excited, still excited about the future of Star Wars. Well, that's good. I am because <laughs> we're yes. gonna talk about it. I don't know if that's the big question. It is not. If we're excited, no. uh, before we get to the big question, do you want to tell people where they can maybe find us on oh. the internet? Yes, if they want to get you. all of our podcast episodes and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, they can find all of our latest updates about Star Wars Episode Nine, the rumors, the cast, the trailer drops on Twitter at Friends and Film. And they can find the rest of our big questions where we talk about a, an assortment of Star Wars things. On and Apple non-Star Wars things and as well. And non-Star Wars things, of course, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Overcast, anywhere your podcasts are found. But if you can, on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review us. That'll ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show. Yeah, so the official big question for this week is... What is the future of Star Wars? Because we're going to talk about mainly the movies, but there is, we're talking about the future of the movies themselves. We have to kind of talk about what else is going on in the Star Wars universe to really get a hold of the current state, the future state, um, and everything else in between, if there is such a thing. So we'll start off by talking about what is the current state of Star Wars, Josh? It's pandemonium. The, there's a divide. There's It's a split down the middle of people who like the last jedi who don't like the last jedi uh still mainly driving the conversation i feel like mm-hmm. even though it is it feels like it's dying down a little bit and we'll get to why maybe i feel like that is later but the current state is we know we're getting star wars 9 yes at the end of the year and then we have other movies in development but we don't know when they're coming out or anything about them in terms of plots or characters or settings or anything so we really are just mainly in terms of the movies it's star wars 9 or bust yeah that's it. That's all we got. Well, then there's the eventual Blu-ray 4K re-release of episodes one through nine. That yeah. That come out probably a year after the nine hits the theaters or yes. something like that. And, of course, we'll get all the bonus extras on those. And <laughs> then that'll be all we have looked forward to forever. So it's really <laughs> – not forever, but really until – news you know of everything else happens so yeah we're just looking at episode nine and episode nine's a big one and we talked about did we talked about what we want for episode nine we yet? did we did we did our big question of what, what we want to see in star wars nine laid out theories and speculation and how i want to see the double blade lightsaber and carrie russell be mm-hmm. evil and then the knights of ren and you laid out some other stuff that i don't remember i don't exactly remember what they were either but there are, you can go listen to that episode. Probably something with there. Harrison Ford and a beard. Probably. Harrison Ford's back somehow. Mm-hmm. He survived. Don't know how. <laughs> but it's, it's happened. But even though Star Wars 9 is all we know about in terms of the movies, we do know that 
the Star Wars universe is expanding in several different ways. There's there's been mm-hmm. the comics and novels and uh, animated series like Star Wars Resistance that have been going on now for basically ever since Disney took over Lucasfilm and uh, and acquired them several years ago. But now they're also delving into live action miniseries or TV series that could be multiple seasons. We don't know. Uh, they're going to be on Disney Plus. We know we're getting The Mandalorian at the end of this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed. That's the plan. Wait and see. Hopefully, it happens. Uh, and then we also know there's a casting Andor series led by Diego Luna. That's a prequel to Rogue One, the prequel to Star Wars: A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is also going to start filming, I think, later this year, and then be out hopefully in 2020 on the streaming service. So, even though we don't know the movies necessarily, we do know that there will be still live action content galore. There's Star Wars Resistance also been renewed for a second season already. So we know that there's still going to be stuff, even if it's not on the big screen right away. So is that good? Yes, that's good. Make you happy? Well, first of all, the live action series is specifically Diego Luna's Cassie and Andor series, which will probably almost definitely return um, K2SO. K2SO. Thank you. Got to. But yeah, because I mean, who doesn't love the guy who does his voice whose name Alan Tudyk. Uh, Tudyk, thank Tudyk? you i was just thinking he voices someone in wreck it ralph doesn't he he voices the bookworm yes character exactly so i was like perfect like, was and then he that. voiced king candy in the first one oh that's a really great like come around for him alan Tudyk is in like everything oh, every disney, disney anime <laughs> he is the chicken in moana <laughs> yeah, that's right and then he's someone is he someone in frozen uh, no, he's probably not in Frozen. Probably not. I mean, he, maybe he did like the voice of Shved, so he just like <laughs> in the like voice booth, like doing horse noises the whole time. Like, I could see him doing something like that. Okay, uh, totally off track here. But like, the return of all of those characters is going to be a lot because Rogue One was this juggernaut of a movie that everyone said like, oh, that's is good of a movie that I've seen since the original trilogy mm-hmm. and things like that. Like wildly high praise for a movie that is like to me like an average star wars movie you know i mean like like not the worst but like mid-tier or whatever the case is so great good on them for that like and that'll inspire and keep things going resistance is for the kids but also lots of great lessons for yeah exactly like it it falls right in that middle of like i still pay attention to it because it's star wars Mm -hmm. but at the same time it's also geared towards an um an audience of 10 13 14 year olds oh i would say it's even lower than that i really? feel like i feel like it's gauged it aged towards like eight year olds maybe i'm like overestimating the the co- the you know the comedy in that but all right okay yeah <laughs> i mean like it is silly but also like it still it still goes there it's definitely not clone wars level that's for sure no clone wars was definitely for teenagers i, I mean and i think rebels struggled at times to know which one it wanted to be if it wanted to be aimed at children or teenagers mm-hmm. um Ultimately, I think they found out that it's much better, at least I thought, when they were aiming towards a teen audience. Maybe it's just because we're closer, that'd be closer to where I am, even though I'm still significantly not a teenager anymore. Yes. Uh, but that last couple, those last few episodes of Rebels were amazing. For sure. And this, this, and this, this slate of content will be good because it'll, for the first time in Star Wars' history, or at least and Solo and Rogue One, you're not going to have to worry about the fate of the galaxy in a lot of these series. You're going to be able to learn way too much about Star Wars, like nerd levels amount of just, I don't know, all the world building and everything. George Lucas and the um, no, like now non-canon legend writers created over the course of 20 years, mm-hmm. 25 years of just book after book after book, weird thing after weird thing after weird thing. And so that'll be great and fun. And that'll serve to better Star Wars as well as the parks and the whole new planets and everything mm-hmm. they're building there at the galaxy's edge. Yes. Good on them. So it's good to remain strong, I believe. But it's not going to be immensely satisfying Cause it's not in that movies. form. It's not exactly. There's no... They're doing a great job grabbing talent for all of these things right now, but eventually someone's going to want $150 million to do something. Yeah. Epic. And we we already know that J.J. definitely has at least $150 million to do Star Wars 9. Mm-hmm. Episode 9 is coming out uh, this December, as crazy as, as that is that we're 
in the year of a new Star Wars movie, and it is vastly is fast approaching. Um, Lucasfilm officially announced, or the JJ officially announced this week that this past week, I should say, uh, that Star Wars Nine has officially wrapped production. He mm-hmm. shared a very heartwarming uh, photo of. Oscar Isaac, John Boyega, and Daisy Ridley on sets of a sand planet. Is it Tatooine? Is it uh, Ray's home planet? Jakku? Is it uh, Jeddah? Is we don't know. There's too many sand planets. It could be a new one. There are way uh, too many sand planets. <laughs> uh, but that's where they're at. They're on a sand planet, and they're new-ish looks, and they're all hugging and embracing, and it looks like Oscar Isaac is crying, and I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I think this photo. I think it's nice for them to finally give us an up down Star Wars nine officially because like JJ launched a Twitter account for for the photo of the starter production mm-hmm. and after Ron Howard's barrage of updates from the set, I felt like, oh, is JJ gonna do like mm-hmm. not as Ron Howard of a level as here's a thing of everything we're doing every single day sort of thing, but I'll give a couple updates as we move locations or tease some things here and there and just, that wasn't the case at all. He just no. did his own thing. Radio silence. Hats off to him, and then he just announced filming has wrapped, and uh, I think that's great. And the thing that I loved about it, and we can get into maybe, is this, I don't know if there's any real details to pull from the the picture itself, but I just love that when that photo is released, at least for me and what I saw, it was just an overwhelming positivity about Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it's like, like there is definitely a group of people who have been angry with how star Wars has been handled. Uh, the last couple of outings have gone down, but they're still going to be there. They're still star Wars fans. They're still mm-hmm. excited. And, uh, to see the excitement boil back over for star Wars nine, just by showing this simple photo of our three main characters hugging. Yeah. Like warmed my heart to right. no end. Yeah, absolutely. Like, and never forget, like this is the most, this is, will always stay with me. I, when I bought episode eight, admire and yeah i don't know why i said it specifically at the local chain the guy at the checkout was like it's like one of my one of the worst stars movies ever and then his friend's like dude you bought four copies of it yesterday (laughs) and it's still inconceivable to me that someone would have that opinion of the movie and then buy four copies of it why would you buy four copies of it of anything you just need one maybe he is Getting them for a Star Wars hate group, and he's like, "All right, all right, guys, we can all watch them together and pick apart everything we hate." <laughs> maybe that's the point, so or maybe it's actually that they're buying it out of hate, and they're going to watch it, and then realize, "Oh, this movie's actually phenomenal." So and they need four copies. <laughs> well, they they each need a copy, you know. <laughs> no, but one particular. Oh my! He's buying them for his friends. <laughs> Hopefully. You buy DVDs for no, your friend? Yeah. But, like, I mean, I don't know. I'll pick this up for you so you don't have to get it later. Like, no, come it's on. It's possible. Anyway, point is, whatever the whatever was going on there, it seems to be weird and natural or whatever. And it was number one Blu-ray when it came out and mm-hmm. released. Like, obviously, we, people loved it to death. Yes. The, the, the segment that tweeted, not you know, nonsensically at Ryan Johnson for... Six months is small. Not it's e- still going on. <laughs> barely, barely half. Yeah, it's still going on. Like, probably the one people who ran like the most with that rumor. I don't know, but the the point is, we all like yeah, like it brought everybody together. Mm-hmm. Like it, like all my like you said, your feed was just like overwhelmed with like I could I could scroll for probably four or five pages of just like it's all Star Wars related. Like, yeah, it's all here mostly because like I follow all Star Wars these Star Wars accounts, <laughs> but. Yes, the hype is the hype is the hype was never gone. It came as soon as Solo um, came and went. <laughs> yeah, came and went like as it did. But now, like, there's all of this. Like, now what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. What's what's the story of this photograph? I don't and know. And what's it gonna? Where you know how are we gonna get to that point with a story that's basically starting over, mm-hmm. but picking up all of those pieces from the first two films. But there's also, like you said, there's it's picking up on what happened in seven and eight, but in a lot of ways, there's so much open ground for hit mm-hmm. for JJ to do whatever he wants. Really? Yeah, like really. as long as this thing ends in some sort of a satisfying way, mm-hmm. it could end in a multitude of different ways or the stories they choose to tell could go several, several different paths. Um, there is really just like, I feel like there's no like, okay, like end games plot we don't really know that much about but we know for the most part that 
some way or another, the dead people are going to come back to life mm-hmm. and that the original heroes are going to be responsible for probably for saving them. Yes. And that Thanos will probably be defeated by the end of it. But Star Wars 9, it's like, I don't know how it's going to end. Kylo could live. Ray could die. They could both live. They could both die. Everybody mm-hmm. could die. They could all live. I have no idea what they'd even be fighting about or what they would agree upon to all team up together. Like we have no idea uh, what JJ's dreamed up here. Um, it did definitely pull up my heartstrings to see Oscar Isaac in tears, near tears in the photo. Yeah, it's, he's 100% crying. He is, I don't know if that's because that was his last day filming, which it very well could have been, and he was just like emotional about leaving the franchise behind for now, possibly. Um, but I also want to point out that I feel like the Ray staff lightsaber theory may have some credence to it. It's definitely speculation mode, but her staff, where she's holding it, she's holding it in her left hand as she has her arm around Finn and Poe, and it's like at the shoulder level, which is significantly shorter than her staff normally I is. Didn't even her see staff that. is normally as tall as she is, which makes me think it's been trimmed down and that there's a kyber crystal in there. Mm. <laughs> I've had people say maybe it's just the angle of the photo or that the staff is at an angle. I don't think it is. It looks like it is straight up, it is completely vertical. And if that was the case, it would be taller unless they're on some sort of ledge and the staff is hanging off of it. But I just have to throw that out there that it looks like it's possible. It is. It looks like it's possible. I just don't know why she would have it drawn. Well, she was just like using it for the scene and they're all hugging afterwards. So she just, they hug and she didn't feel like she needed to put down the staff to hug them real quick. Huh. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Just had to, had to throw that observation out there. Um, but in the rap photo, uh, you know, and, sh- and sharing it from, from John Boyega to uh, the guy who plays Chewie now, whose name I have no idea, Jonas something. Yes. Uh, I want to say Lanthimos, but that's like a combination of his name with the director of Sutamo. <laughs> Sutamo. Um, like, they're all kind of saying how it's the end of a chapter of their life, which makes sense because it's the end of the trilogy and that's what they've all signed on for. But Star Wars and Lucasfilm have been very clear on marketing this as so far in press releases and stuff, but saying mm-hmm. the final installment of the Skywalker saga. Yes. Everybody's calling it the end of a chapter, the end of an era. You know, we know that nine is coming obviously, but like, is this really going to be the end of the Skywalker saga? Will any of these characters live on and will we see them again? I don't think we'll see any of these people again. Really? Yes. Because they, while they've given the story over, they're just the catalyst for the end. Mm-hmm. And when we get to the end, they're going to be heroes and legends in their own right. And then they just carry the message into the future. They're vessels for that. They're their own thing, but they're also their vessels. Mm-hmm. And I don't see an episode one popping up directed by Ryan Johnson. That's all about Finn. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't, oh. I don't think it'd be called episode one or Ray, or you know, whatever the, right, the right, first right, episode right, of right. his trilogy. So, I, I definitely see it as the end of these three, as well as the entire Skywalker arc. It's tough because I don't know. I feel like that, that makes sense. Like Daisy Ridley has been pretty vocal about saying. It's, she's rolled her it's, eyes. It's, at, it is three, and I'm out. <laughs> yes, at every chance that she's gotten to be like, can you wait to do more? No, I can't. I'm, no, I'm done. I'm done. Um, After nine, I'm out. <laughs> particularly in her um, chaos, the, the one, the, the interview she did between chaos walking. Yeah, but like at the same time, it's like again, we have no idea how this movie's going to end. But if they're all still around, like, like never, we're never going to get episode ten. We're never going to get. 10, 11, and 12 with picks up with Ray's story 15 years later. Like in the year 2035, there's not going to be a Star Wars episode 10 out. No, not unless. I mean, like, here's the thing, too, though. John Boyega, Oscar Isaac, and Daisy Ridley are all phenomenal act, like talent. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be at a loss for work again. Unless That's true. Disney is like. We need to pay up front $50 million for each one of these people to come back again, like they had to do with Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Like, they're set. There's going to be no, hey, Star Wars, can we do another trilogy? I need some quick cash infusion (laughs) or whatever the case is. Like, so I I feel like that's a part of it, too. I think think that's, like, pretty on the money that, like, they're not going to, like, they're going to have, obviously, it's hard to say they're going to have bigger things to do than Star Wars Mm -hmm. because Star Wars is 
pretty like arguably the biggest thing you can do right now outside of like a superhero movie possibly yes um but like i don't know i have like this weird feeling that like i, I don't know it's it's tough because like if i don't know how the skywalker story can continue so i can see the skywalker saga ending with nine but then i don't know like i feel like it'd be weird to like if Finn is if like Finn and Poe are still around, to like never see them again. If we're getting other Star Wars movies in like the current ish timeline or slash future, mm-hmm. and like they'd still be around or involved in some way, like I don't know. I feel like they would. I feel like they could get them to turn. Ray, I'm not sure about. I mean, I'd love to see like a Ray solo movie, but that is absolutely. I don't think. I think that's completely out of the question, based on Daisy Ridley's comments about the franchise. I mean, not the franchise because she's loved the experience, but like. Mm-hmm. she's not on social media she likes kind of her own space a little bit so i don't think she'd want to sign back up for a trilogy of solo movies where it's all her all the time so um but i don't know i feel like there's so much opportunity now with star wars with um and i'm not talking about them living on in books or comics because you can do that and not have to worry about whether daisy or john or oscar yeah. want to actually want to be part of it but mm-hmm. like i don't know an animated series or a limited thing on disney plus like i don't know i could i could see there be a way we can talk about it um because we we don't know if like as much as they have stuff planned we'll get to that in a second like we have no idea if that stuff's gonna hit like if the banff wise thing like mm-hmm. misses at the box office nobody pays attention to it because it's like sure. it's not it's not nostalgia driven we don't know who these characters are we don't care like that's possible the ryan johnson like haters come out in storms and you know Tell, tell everybody they, they go and uh, protest the movie and then nobody goes and sees it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's going to happen because I don't think it is. Um, and even if they tried to, it probably wouldn't affect it that much. But like, I think there's still a small percentage of a chance that these upcoming Star Wars trilogies don't hit as much as Disney's expecting them to hit. And so then you got to think like in a business perspective, like what do you do? You bring back what got you there in the first place. So... I don't know. I think I think it's too impossible to truly count yeah. out that we'll never see these any of these characters ever again. Yeah, of course. In an age of corporate greed and non-expiring IP, yes, you should never say never to anything. There's no finality. You know, like we talked about last week. Like it's it's impossible. It's we want it, but it's impossible to ask for in a yeah, in like a billion dollar movie industry mm-hmm. climate with a billion dollar property probably not going to happen but i think these like those two new things that they have coming up those those things can carry the water because when you finally veer into new directions and you say and you stop being so um protective of your ip at least because the, the sequel the, 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 the trilogies are important in tone and tenor and in story they're telling about the force and the characters and the skywalkers and everything like that that you when you finally close that up and seal it you can let Ryan Johnson or the Weisses or Benioff and Weiss do whatever they want and because their names are attached to other such great projects mm-hmm. like Game of Thrones like that's a huge thing like yeah. putting their putting their tag in front of a, a series that's set however it is would be insane like you're going to set off like fireworks with that and then not to mention whoever you get to direct mm-hmm. too like odds are it'll probably be someone like ryan googler or you know someone well established whose talent makes people excited mm-hmm. in a lot of ways yeah, I mean, let's move into the Ben Wise trilogy, which we know is a trilogy. Mm-hmm. The HBO boss of all people confirmed it <laughs> the yeah. TV line this past week. We talked about Very it on the random. main show um, that, you know, he said, oh, well, look, look Ben Wise will come back to HBO after they're done with Star Wars. They were offered a trilogy, so it should be, it'll be a couple years, but they'll come back. Um, and we know that they've said in the past, that, oh, we're going to start working on it when we're done with Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. which since the, it's going to premiere in April... Uh, their work is pretty much done with it. I would assume at this point, like they have to still promote it and stuff, but they're not like shooting anymore. Obviously, they're just like 
fine-tuning the edits of some episodes, probably. So, at this point, their attention's probably fully on Star Wars. That, that is their next property. If they're not doing Confederate right away, they're focusing on Star Wars uh, first. dead, isn't it? It is not. It's being, I think, retooled. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think it's totally dead. Um, and so, I think it brings us to... One question uh, for Bath of Wise has always been, well, what what is it going to be when there were talks of it being a series of films, a saga of its own? It's like, ooh, that screams Knights of the Republic because they're Game of Thrones guys. They know the lore. They can do mm-hmm. the hierarchy. They can do all this stuff. And now it's like, okay, well, it's a trilogy. Does that change anything? Do you still want it to be Knights of the Old Ren? Oh, Knights of the yes. Old Ren. Knights of the Old Republic ish like it's not going to be obviously an adaptation of those games or that lore specifically those games and that lore is wild but like i feel like this is if they're going to do a this is what happened a thousand years before episode one Mm -hmm. this is how the jedi and the sith rose to be what they are that you've known them to be i feel like these are the perfect guys to do that so give them a trilogy make it happen yeah show me the promise of the prequel trilogy with the execution of today's films, mm-hmm. but with the intrigue that they brought to Game of Thrones, and we've got something really cool happening here. Like I don't think it'll be immensely, immensely as intricate as HBO's Game of Thrones. I've had seven seasons, twenty plus hours of television footage to tell that story. Yeah, and it'll be hard to do in eight hours. Yeah, trilogy. Roughly. Yeah. So what do you do? Eight hours, nine hours, ten hours? Eight hours. Yeah. If it's roughly. a trilogy, like... That's, 2.45 per that's, one. That's 2.15-ish. Okay. Yeah, that's not right. Which is basically in line with what the Disney Star Wars movies have been. Johnson's was like 2.35, though, wasn't it? I think it was like 2... I'm going to say it was 2.27. Okay. That sounds that sounds too specific to be wrong. <laughs> I feel like I just looked it up that's a couple days ago. That's good for lying. Um, or like just like BSing or whatever the case is. But yeah, they... I do think it'll do well. Be, just be, just because, number one, you're going to have this like epic scale to it. And that'll attract a lot of people. But at the same time, they're going to hone in on one or two things whether it's a rivalry whether it's a just i mean i don't know but the the idea of star wars sort of setting the counter to zero and being completely unchained and untethered to any kind of lore yeah is going to be exciting and while they can draw from it and take all the pieces they want, they can grab Revan, they can grab Malak, they can get those motifs. They can do Plagueis. Like, they can do Plagueis if they want to. And that's too far ahead, I think. Is it? We have no idea. Uh, yeah, I guess so, because he could live forever. Yeah. So they could, but oh, I'd probably like, gag myself <laughs> with like the, the wink and nod they'd be doing there. But all of that is possible. And that would be epic to kind of see play out. Because also you get all of these things that, a lot of people have come to know in Star Wars, but you can just retool them mm-hmm. and play with different story beats and ideas throughout without it being sort of like the Indiana Jones in space. That Spielbergian, you know, attitude that all mm-hmm. of these movies seem to have other than Solo. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think if if we're going with Ben Affleck Wise, which we obviously are, like, I think a thousand years in the past sort of a movie that explains the rise uh of the jedi and the sith makes a ton of sense mm-hmm. especially if episode nine ends as it looks like it's at least somewhat projected to be where like there are no sith or jedi right uh truly so like to then go back and see how they were created uh makes i think i think it would be really intriguing and then sets you up for endless spin-off possibilities the you could continue this franchise on with spinoffs and sequels galore for you know another 12 movies like yes, easily. the ideas are there for sure so like i think the possibilities are really endless if you if they go this route and i think if we like I, I don't know i feel like this just makes sense too for where they're like where the star wars is going to go back and mm-hmm. tell something epic and big and basically give like a lord of the rings-esque game of thrones-esque you know yeah. star wars you've Burnt the whole system to the ground finally with the Star Wars trilogy, mm-hmm. with, the, with, this, with this new trilogy. So now 
there's going to be nostalgia for the old Jedi Order again. And you can set up the ideas that you later knock down. Mm-hmm. And that'll take that'll be a testament to the writer's room. That'll be on the writer's room for Benioff and Benioff and Weiss to make that happen. Um, but my only worry is that these movies will turn out to be something that's detached from the potent themes and ideas that we get hmm. in those movies. I so, mean, yeah, that's possible. That's the only thing. It'll depend on who directs. Who directs? I still, I but, still love the idea of Michelle McLaren directing the first one. Yeah, and we talked about uh, over text this past week that Elizabeth Debicki should be the lead of it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yes, I caught widows and just enthralled by that entire cast. Yeah, but Michelle Rodriguez also exceptional in that film. Like the first time I've really seen her, like outside of that action hero, outside setting, of Fast and Furious, outside of Fast and Furious, and the Resident Evil saga. Oh, she's in those. She's in those. Yeah, she also in- has a small role in Avatar, which I always forget about. Is she on planet or is she on she Pandora? Is, she is on Pandora, uh, but she's not a avatar. She's <laughs> well, like a, she's um, a regular person on the planet. She's like, the, she, from the company. she flies like one of the helicopters or something. Oh, nice. But yeah, she's good. She's good. She's fine. In that movie get blown up though. I, th- Probably. I, I, w- I want to say yes, but I, I can't remember. Maybe she almost gets blown up, realizes the error of her ways and then saves Sam. Maybe. I that don't know. That sounds right. Uh, but that's canon. in terms of Ben Affleck Wise, I think the only thing we differ on a little bit is when it's going to happen. I feel like this is going to be the first installment of this is going to be the next movie we see from Star Wars. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Impossible. It's not impossible because they're finishing up Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So they have nothing else to do. They're just working on this. And but they won't be done with Game of Thrones until Game of Thrones ends in. But, but like, I'm, okay, but like, May. What I'm saying, done with Game of Thrones, is like they're not slaving away, you know, on set filming anything. Like the bulk of their stuff they're gonna have to do now is like in the edit bay, wrapping up a couple episodes, approving visual effects, and mm-hmm. then like going on a press tour. Like that's like that's what they're like. That's all they have to do now. Like the hard work is done. Now they just have to deliver the product and hope people enjoy it. And uh, you know, I think they're gearing up for it, and Game of Thrones is going to launch the same weekend as Star Wars Celebration. I I feel like they could be at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago in late April and give us a update, or at least announce that this is a Old Republic type trilogy, and that we're going to start production at the end of the year, like. I think I think that's possible, and then we get it in 2021 or something, or that they start production in 2020. We get it in 2021. I don't think we're getting a movie in 2020, but I think the first installment of Ben Affleck Wise's trilogy will come out in 2021. Possibly, but I don't even think that'll be the case. I don't think we see a Star Wars movie until 2022. Really? Yeah, because you know what? Benioff and Wife are still executive producers on the HBO Game of Thrones spinoff series. Yeah, which HBO HBO is going to be churning out quickly. But I don't think they're like that involved. No, they're not. They're just executive producers. They're not going to show run or anything like that. But they're still going to be on board while those shows go through their initial development. And they, I mean, I know they have they have showrunners already picked out, don't they? Yeah, but they're also doing the same thing with Star Wars. They're not directing these movies. No. They're just writing the scripts and producing them. Yes. So that's a lot They're more like easier. developing the world for it to move forward. Right. In. So they can they can do that and you know write the script for the first movie because they don't have to write all three of them at at once. They just need to have one script ready to go that can yeah. shoot and then have I have a good idea of where they're going to go for two and three, mm-hmm. and then they just have to meet with directors, get those hired, and then move forward. And I think that's having a two year you know window to get that done. I feel like that is. You know, at this point, or I guess it's over two years, it's closer to three. I feel like that is all like that is super easy for them to do. Yes. When you're getting a green light from a studio that's not Lucasfilm and Disney, where you need to strategize. Like, there's a lot of synergy components, mm-hmm. or there's a lot of synergy that needs to happen when you make one of those movies. And I think it'd just be way too quick. Johnson has been working on his for like six months longer. Eight months longer? Mm, his was announced... November. In October, November of 2017. Yes. Benioff and Mice came back in in April. Maybe March. 
February at the earliest. I have no idea. I'm trying to Google it. Bob Iger gave their story idea. February 7th, 2018. February 6th. So, yeah, early February. So, yeah, Johnson's had, uh, you know, four or five months on it. But then he's also done a new movie Mm -hmm. in that time. So, he hasn't even, it appears, at least based on everything that he said or that his producing partner um, have talked about, like, they haven't really got that nitty gritty into Star Wars yet. Like they're fully focused on Knives Out. They maybe have like a general idea, but he he didn't even have an idea for a trilogy when he was given it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was basically just like him meeting with Kathleen Kennedy and saying, "Hey, we want to work with you again because we like love the experience on Last Jedi. So do you want to do a trilogy of your own?" He's like, "Absolutely." That's it. That's all it took. So. He is he is so firmly in the knives out world that even if he had a four or five months head start on being announced, he's gonna be six months behind on actually writing a script that beneficial. Yes. But eventually they're gonna have to pick someone to go first because yeah. there is going to be a Star Wars break. I think yeah, I think I think having a one year break after nine mm. makes sense. No. And then because that movie, that movie, the movie's gonna do gangbusters at the box office. Yes, and there'll be as, as, as great as it'll be to have a Cassian Andor live action series on Disney Plus. Like the profits from that are gonna be nowhere close to a, a Disney movie. And I think you can still slow down Star Wars to the point of all right, we're gonna slow it down, take a year off, basically have a two year gap between Star Wars Nine and when the first installment of the Knights of the Republic series mm-hmm. uh, hits. You have two-year gap there. People can calm down, breathe, relax, digest, then get hyped up for something brand new that they've never seen before from brand new creators, and we move forward like that. I think the only question when we're looking at in terms of long-term strategy for Star Wars on the big screen mm-hmm. is how do they do these two different trilogies? And we've kind of been dancing around it, but Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still happening. Yes. He debunked rumors that, happened, that came out this past week that he was leaving the project, that he had left the project um, entirely. That's not happening. He's doing his own brand new thing. And again, we don't really know anything about it, but Lucasfilm has these two different trilogies that they're both in some stages of development on. And what do you do for those? Do you do one all the way through and then do the other one? Or do you do one, like let's say... Like Ben Affleck's first one comes out twenty twenty one. Does the Ryan Johnson episode one come out twenty twenty two, and then you go back to Ben Affleck's and you just alternate every other year? Yeah. Or do you do Ben Affleck's twenty twenty one, Ben Affleck's twenty twenty three, Ben Affleck's twenty twenty five, and then you have Ryan Johnson movie come out twenty twenty six, and then alternate it, like do a two year gap between his movies? Like I just don't know how you keep this up. Uh, and make both these without like just going overload on all of them, you know? Yeah, we've had five Star Wars movies in five years. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. We'll have had five Star Wars movies in five years, which is the pace of we start on one, then we start on another one, and then just like alternate them. But is that confusing when you're telling two different stories mm-hmm. all around the ring? Possibly. Yes. Because then you have to reorient yourself each time. Like, what was the last Star Wars movie about this or that mm-hmm. or whatever the case is? Especially, like, let's say Banner for Wise is doing Knights of the Republic and then Ryan Johnson is doing a movie that's set 100 years after the events of Episode 9. Like, and it's brand new characters, whatever, but, like, it's its own thing, completely different story. It's, like, the time periods would be completely different. Technology, potentially, in the universe could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Like, the tones could be... The complete opposite of each other. Like Johnson could go more of a jokey comedic style, and then Ben Affleck go more dramatic. Like right. we could see Graper. see these things that are on the complete opposite ends of the spectrum that both have to compete for Star Wars fans' attention every other year. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, well, what do you do if you're Star Wars? Like, do you do do you stick to one movie a year to get both these out? Do you go to two movies a year and add in spinoffs slash standalones, or do you? Oi. Do you go, we're going to go full Lord of the Rings for this, mm-hmm. film them back to back to back, and get Battle for Wise movies out 2021, 2022, 2023. And then in that time span, Ryan Johnson's movies are in development. And then his first movie comes out in 2024. You don't have to do that one necessarily back to back to back as well. Mm-hmm. You could do his, and then maybe by 2025, you're ready to do standalone movies again. Yeah. 
like there's it, it seems like there's not a lot of Star Wars content in development, but mm-hmm. when you think about it in terms of one movie a year, different properties, not a connected universe, not leading towards a grand scale Avengers Infinity War type of event. Yeah, you're not talking chapters here, you're talking like you're talking completely different book series. An, an entire yeah, an entire arc. An entire like basically an entire television. Yeah, like you said, series. Yeah, book series is like a really great way to put about put this out. And then you walk away, but told over three years or mm-hmm. six years. That's yeah, that's like eye rolling or like mind bending in a lot yeah. of ways. I mean, do you have like and I don't an have ideal an answer? No, I don't have an ideal because for the longest time I've been thinking one 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 one. Mm-hmm. Johnson's gonna write and direct his first one, and then you can just run it out to anyone else. Yeah, Ben Affleck and Weiss aren't even gonna direct their trilogy, so you can just go with other with the other six directors, or same two or same three mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. However, you work that out. But I don't know the solution to here's one thing, there's another thing. Star Wars will always be an event film. Mm-hmm. It'll never not be. They want it in IMAX every time. Right. So where do you do that? How do you do that? I don't know. I imagine we'll see something tried where it's like, well, how do audiences react to two different storylines going at the same time? Do you think they do that though? Because we don't have a modern equivalent of it. No one's ever tried that. I don't know. I don't know if they would do that because I feel like they kind of tried that with Last Jedi and Solo. Like the one was a spinoff, so it wasn't starting a new franchise, but Solo was a hit. There was going to be a Solo too. Like, but they kind of did that also with... The last or the Force Awakens and Rogue One. Yeah. But then there wasn't Rogue Two coming out instead of Han Solo, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's It was easy to delineate with what was happening. Right. It's not I mean the the biggest confusion between Rogue One and the main saga films was wait, is Jin Erso mm-hmm. <laughs> is Jin Erso Ray? <laughs> like there were mm-hmm. some people who had that con- right. confusing. Uh but other than that it's pretty clear that they're not the same but if you're very precise if Benioff and Weiss are indeed doing a show that's focused on a very specific point in time mm-hmm. a thousand years ago it'll be easy to set up and be like this happened a thousand years ago this is a trilogy then and then Ryan's is a trilogy that takes place in the aftermath of the Death Star explosion or right. you know, under Imperial rule or or he covers the ground between three and four or the ground between six and seven like mm-hmm. there's there's so many different ways you go about it yeah but I think it's just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have an, an answer either of what's the ideal situation because ideally I want to see both of them as soon as possible. <laughs> yes, of course. So that's like, that's the hard part of like, all right, my heart is saying, all right, do them just every other year and I'll learn to adjust just how I learn to, you know, but, all right, well, this year we're getting Captain Marvel at the beginning of the year for Marvel and then we're getting a Spider movie. They're going to be both Marvel movies, but they're going to be different in terms of their tone and their storytelling. One's going to be cosmic, one's going to be earth-based, and I will separate them that way. Mm-hmm. But, like, can Star Wars do the same thing on a once-a-year basis where, all right, we're getting your thousand-year-ago movie here, and then we're getting your Ryan Johnson movie, whatever it is, here, and then the year after that, you're going back to thousand years ago. Yeah. And keep up the stories and not, you know, confuse people too much. I'll have to, re- I'll have to bring back the opening crawl. I think well, that's another thing. Like, I feel like that's that was like one of the mistakes. Like, why would you get rid of the crawl for the the spinoff movies? Like, just keep it. Like, yeah. it's a Star Wars tradition. Like, Star Wars They're, is like the, exactly. It's it's what you know it by Ron Howard's title cards. Oh gosh. Yeah. Like break. like just give oh. us like yes. You have to keep the crawl for the Band for Wise trilogy for uh, the Ryan Johnson, and that's a great way to avoid confusion mm-hmm. too like if if you are going to do it every every other year you're going to alternate between the Wise yeah. and Ron, Ryan and Johnson's like you just do it where all right the crawl and you have it be Star Wars Old Republic colon title and then you give a crawl of here's what they're called here's what the movie's about is there a Star Wars lo- yeah there's the Star Wars logo at the opening crawl because it comes at your face mm-hmm. or you know it falls yeah yeah it comes at your face right <laughs> Right? I don't remember how a Star Wars movie starts. <laughs> You've probably seen a Star Wars movie a hundred times. I have, and, but I've never thought like, yeah, the, the logo comes right at your face yeah. and the crawl comes up from below. Uh-huh. Because the Star Wars logo shoots onto the screen, huge, mm-hmm. and then the title 
scrolls up. And so, like, in the saga films, it's like, episode seven, The Force Awakens. And then the crawl starts. Yes. I'm pulling up The Force Awakens. So then, I'm like, the Last Jedi right now. In, like, I don't know. Like, it's, it's, it would just be such a simple way for them to continue to differentiate themselves yeah. from one another that I think it's a very in the weeds way to get. Okay. So there's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. We yes. all know that one. And then a beat. And then, and then it pops on. Yes. So then, although it actually floats away. And then as it finally gets away from our view, then the crawl rolls into view. Episode eight, the title, the last Jedi. So then it's star Wars. Knights of the Old Republic, episode one. That's another question I have. Like, this is kind of a little off topic, but like, how do you still how, call them episodes? Like, how, how, how are you going to differentiate them? Like, yeah, you call them episodes. Because you, you can't just do like, you know, like a Star Wars story, but mm-hmm. they can't also call, like, you can't go to Star Wars, episode one, Knights of the Old Republic. You know, it's, it's Knights of the Old Republic, episode one. And you just move Star Wars from the title? No, you push Star Wars to the top corner. It's the crimes of Grindelwald, but no, it's fan, it's fantastic beats up in the uh, corner. It's Star Wars presents. Yeah, oh my god, Old Republic colon or probably a dash at that point. Uh, the oh. rise of the Jedi. I would gag there because you can't drop. They're not going to drop Star Wars. In the title. No, it's Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Which, uh, which the title, which makes you think they won't call it. I don't think they'll call it Knights of the Old Republic, regardless of how long the title would be. But I think it'd just be cleaner to call it Star Wars Old Republic. Yeah. Colon. The Rise of the Jedi, or whatever the first ver- uh, yes. chapter of this yeah. trilogy. They be will. Titled. They will always be titled. They will never be referred to in their episodic form. Right, because they've they've basically done that once they revealed the title for the saga movies. They've basically stopped referring to them as. Like, nobody calls it Star Wars Episode 8. No, we call it Last The Last Jedi. Jedi. It's just mm-hmm. Star Wars The Last Jedi. The, the episode numbers are for our just quick reference. Like, right. which number is this on the Roman numeral? That one. That, there it is. That's how it fits in. So, uh, I mean, so you, but you think that Ryan Johnson's movie is going to come yes. before. Oh, so, 100%. No, no announcement at this celebration, right? No, no, so, no announcement at this celebration. Next celebration, next 2020, celebration. they announced, all right, we're starting production next year. It'll yes. be out in 2022. Mm-hmm. And then this whole time, Ben Wise are just sitting in their office, twiddling, the, twiddling their fingers. They are scripting a saga. They're going to do the whole thing. They're going to do the, the whole, whole thing. thing. And then you do them um, back to back to back? And they do them. I don't think they'll do them back to back to back to back. But. Why script them all ahead of time? Because then you got to find directors. Because they're intricate. They they weave webs. True. They do series and then they finish. I feel like the only time you write a sequel script, like before you film the first movie, is if you're filming them back to back to back or whatever. Like the the Lord of the Rings scripts, I believe, were all written before the first movie started production. Yeah. Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, both their scripts were finished before production started. Uh, the Avatar movies, James Cameron wrote all four Avatar sequel scripts before he started production on Avatar 2. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think that's the only reason they would do such a thing? Yeah, that's possible. And they're going to be inheriting and getting, I don't know if they're actually buying Fox property. They're getting studio assets as well? Yes. Oh, snap. I think so. Like they, they're, they're really bolstering the amount of productions they can do. Yeah. That's true. So whatever they want to do, like they're getting Cameron stuff and they can just shoot these all in an afternoon. Like, there you <laughs> go. They're all set. But Benioff and wife, Weiss have an elaborate, are going to have an elaborate setup. The, the Game of Thrones is ridiculously intricate mm-hmm. in how they do all of those things. Uh, I mean, mostly shooting in Europe, places we haven't seen, right. or whatever the case is. But like, those are the things that they're going to bring to this. Um, and they'll have exotic new locations and all these things that are going to be built up and it's going to, it's just going to jive so well with the larger Star Wars brand that they're going to take their time. Like they were absolutely brought on board this early. They're brought on board for a purpose and that was to expand Star Wars lore uh-huh. through their ideas and films while taking what exists already. Yeah. So they're going to be a little bit. Johnson's a little more of a riffer. But he's gonna tell his own. He's gonna tell his Star Wars stories in his own way this time around, and I think he's gonna do it in a newer way that'll be more audience friendly, and that'll kick the door open further to whatever Benioff and wives want to bring to us. It'll be the adult Star Wars, PG thirteen, 
and it'll be the Johnson Star Wars PG thirteen. It'll be the Johnson's will be the lighter side of PG thirteen. Yeah. Beth Wises will push PG thirteen maybe a little more. They'll push Star Wars and PG thirteen a little bit more. Where like they run a lightsaber through someone's gut twice or something right. like that. Rather than Johnson's where it's a it's a uh, scorch mark on a helmet or something like instead that. Instead of seeing instead of Kylo Ren's face blocking the Praetorian guard's face and mm-hmm. he shoves the lightsaber through, you get the reverse shot of it and you see the lightsaber actually go through the dude's face. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's just left to your imagination. Yeah. Benny Anthem Wife. Um that. so we have we know those two trilogies. Mm-hmm. We don't know of any spin offs anymore that are in development that are possibly in the cards. The Boba Fett one seems to be dead. Obi-Wan's gone completely cold from what anybody can tell. There mm-hmm. was a most Eisley Cantina one in development at some point that may or may not have had Guillermo del Toro attached. Uh, like, there's been all these different things float out there. None of them seem to be happening. Are, like, is this the end? Did Solo kill the spinoff franchise somehow? No, it just made them think twice about how they develop and release these. So you think we are going to get another standalone yeah, movie at oh, some point? for sure, eventually. But like, how, okay, well, yeah, I would probably agree with that. Like, at some point, like, let's but say they th- will not be slid into the middle of episodic movies because these new trilogies are the way forward. Interesting. What if they do? Benioff and Weiss were so clearly the addition to say no. Johnson will fill the gap. His trilogy will fill the gap between the other two. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't know. I feel like with the Disney Plus series that we've talked about before. I think those make a lot of sense for if you're going to go more obscure stuff at this point that aren't like that are truly standalone, like mm-hmm. a, a, a mini series on Disney makes a lot of sense to me. Like you could do a solo two there and get Childish Gambino and uh, Aaron Reich and get like that cast of characters back to wrap up that story in some way mm-hmm. over six episodes, get done really clean. Star Wars fans will eat it up who love solo. And then people who you, like, you, then you don't have to worry about this, hundred million dollar production making six million dollars opening weekend or whatever. Like it just drops. You get 40 million views in the first week and you're like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And you, nobody has any idea what that means for you, but it just says that's a success because 40 million people watched it. Yeah. So I mean, they probably, they probably do metrics of like who signs up for that. Oh yeah, probably. It's like when you're signing up, it's like, are you signing up for solo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> or yeah, the signups in like the weekend it drops off. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Like if it, if it like you'd probably measure like oh well the two months before solo when we started promoting promoting it we saw a forty five percent increase in subscribers so obviously that's for solo and then af- then after it dropped it went back to our normal we only rose ten percent every month of subscribers <laughs> yeah. so it's clearly solo interest is what is driving subscribers at that point in time so they can do something like that but yeah I just don't think. At least the ideas they're floating around currently. I mean, the Obi Wan one, like I would love to see you and McGregor back as Obi Wan, but I feel like I'm just gonna have the same complaints with Obi Wan movie as I did with the Solo movie. Of you're just showing me stuff I already know, and you're explaining things I don't need explained. So, give me something else. Yeah, well, I think Obi Wan would be different, but yes, I understand what you're saying. So yeah, I mean, if, if you're going true standalone, like here's a like like even though I'm, maybe I'm contradicting myself a little bit here, but like give me that Poe Dameron. X-Wing, you know, fighter pilot movie, like something like that. That's a military-esque, you know, Star Wars movie. I think that could be cool. But, or, you know, just expand the genres and all the different stuff. Like if you're able to differentiate and like play around with stuff a little bit more mm-hmm. with these standalone movies, then I'm, then we'll all be all for it. Because I think that is, as we kind of wrap this up, that's something that Star Wars needs to do in order to, not to stay alive, because like Star Wars is going to die and perish and nobody's going to care about Star Wars anymore, but... If Star Wars is going to continue to stay around and make movies on a year or every other year basis for our for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. they have to get beyond just we have to stick to the formula and the style of the original trilogy. Yeah. We have to do something different, and I think you can do that with Band for Wise, you can do that with Ryan Johnson. But you also have to be willing to experiment with genres in those standalone movies with going more of a like a true like war movie like rogue one was to an extent um solo i don't really know if Solo knew what it wanted to be and i feel like for me personally i would have much rather seen a straight-up comedy phil lord and chris miller solo movie than the ron howard explain solo's entire backstory 
thing that we got. Yeah, exactly. The Wikipedia fill out page. Right. So like if, if that's what they're able to do and that's what they're willing to do moving forward, I think that's what Star Wars needs. That's what Lucasfilm needs to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if they stick to their formula and they're like, all right, we're gonna just going to make movies that have the same feel and style and tone as the original trilogy, they're still going to be fine. They're still going to make a lot of money. Um, but I would just like, to, if we're going to get these every year, every other year, I'd like to see some different genres explored. Give me more of a, maybe a little horror Star Wars movie. That'd be cool. A thriller, a mystery. Like, just give me like a whole bunch of different things. Interesting. I would love to see all of those things, but those would be Disney Plus films. I don't think Star Wars would ever go there. You don't think they'll, you know, no. expand the genre? No, I don't think so. Man. It'll be the same things until we die. That's really sad. With very few innovations. like Is oh, that what you want? Uh, uh, I don't know what I want. Because that, that, that is one thing I've heard from some Star Wars fans that's like, ooh, like Ryan Johnson, like especially especially when we were talking about Last Jedi, people don't like it. It's like, listen, the movie is good. Like it is it is well made. Um, the jokes are funny, but it's not Star Wars. And I think that's something that we need to get away from if we're going to ask. I mean, we're not, I guess, not asking technically for these. Um, but if we're going to continue to get Star Wars movies for every year for the foreseeable future, like, I don't want to see the same movie over and over and over and over again. The same style, the same jokes, the same setup, uh-huh. the same plots, the same character archetypes. Yes. Change it up. Yeah. They're, I mean, they definitely need to be, they need to let go. They need to, you know, um, take their own advice and let the path die. But there is. Yeah, there, but there's still a standard of we need to make $500, $600 million and a, a Star Wars film that lends itself to horror tropes or things like that won't come about while Disney owns the property. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe the horror one will happen, but like... Even the romantic comedy, unless it's more of a Titanic-esque type thing on the Death Star or whatever the case is. But sure. Yeah, write that down. <laughs> write that down. Go pitch that real quick. Uh, it'd probably Done. make it <laughs> as long as it's set in the original trilogy. <laughs> Directed by Taika Waititi. There we go. But yes, I, I optimistic. Like they're they're big things are ahead. Yeah. But the things that are ahead are going to be a little run of the mill, unless Johnson is really really reaching with his trilogy. Yeah. Then again, I don't know what many of them have. I mean, I feel like you're right. I feel like you're probably closer, but like, I don't know. I'd rather just, I'd rather let Ryan Johnson make like a true, like Ryan Johnson movie. Not like, I mean, not like The Last Jedi is not or anything, but like just let Ben Wise do what they want to do, not be worried about, oh, well, this isn't tech. This isn't really Star Wars. Mm-hmm. If it was Star Wars, they would say this. Oh, yeah. No, if it was like, Star Wars, they not... would do this. See, that, that stuff is lame. Okay. Like, it was, like, the weirdest criticism of Ryan Johnson. Yeah. No, the, the criticisms of Ryan Johnson were, like, sexist ones and things like that about characters. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, let's end this on a positive note. I mean, like, the, the positive note is The Last Jedi still is the best. The positive note is, yes, The Last Jedi rocks. It is so good. Uh, but also, the future of Star Wars is bright. Whether or not they all, all these movies that are going to come at some point yeah. are exactly the same and... <laughs> Like, I'm still going to show up day one and I'll oh, probably yeah. be like, and I'll walk out being like, was that one of the best ones ever? Unless it like really <laughs> yes. misses the mark. Like, I'll, we'll stew on it. We'll all write hundreds and hundreds of things about them. And then we'll argue with each other on Twitter. And then we'll all <laughs> if realize. If Twitter's still around. If Twitter's, Twitter's still around. Twitter's probably going to like kill itself by that we'll, point. <laughs> we'll, then we'll all come back and be like, yeah, no, The Last Jedi was still the best. All right. <laughs> Next. But so for the, the big answer this week, uh, instead of just answering like, what is the future of Star Wars movies? Because we've that's literally what we've been discussing for the last f- almost hour. Uh, what is the Star Wars thing that you're most excited for in the future? More, no. I I am I am most excited to finally get away from the same story. Okay. I cannot wait to see something else told. So which one is it? Bath Wise. Ryan Johnson, knowing nothing about either property. <laughs> Ryan Johnson's, because I think he's a great storyteller. I think he's, I think he's like top ten that we have right now. Okay. Screenwriter and director. I think you're like all time. I, like, <laughs> I mean, that's no, maybe a little too not soon. <laughs> all time, not all time. 
But yeah, I would put yeah exactly, especially like who's being giving shots in like Hollywood mm-hmm. too. So yeah, I mean I'm very excited for Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I think I'm gonna say Ben Affleck Wise. Maybe, maybe it's just to be a little bit different than you, uh, but also just because since Ryan Johnson could literally do anything at this point, mm-hmm. as long as Ben Affleck Wise do something kind of like a like a prequel to the prequels and do like old republic style which i feel like is what they're doing i feel like it just makes way too much sense um yeah then i think that just has so much opportunity to just be super awesome and with their style and their world building and their setup and their characters just like i think like they could really knock this out of the park and hopefully they get great talent to attach to it elizabeth debicki michelle mclaren um jenna rodriguez can go helm ryan johnson's i guess she went helmet she could help sure she could direct it if she wants to i don't care she mm-hmm. can do whatever she wants um but if she wants to star in ryan johnson trilogy that makes that'd be super cool for uh i think at least so either way whether you're excited for the band for wife trilogy like me or the ryan johnson trilogy like zach uh zach why don't why'd you call your brother's name ah, like, I have a like brother, josh zach. uh yeah zach if you're listening probably not but hey uh either way or if you're excited for Star Wars 9, because we both very much are as well. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about for Star Wars. It has a great future ahead of it. That is all we have for this episode of The Big Question. Be sure to tell us your thoughts on everything covered by Twin Stop Friends of Film. And you can follow me personally on Twitter at MovieCooper. And you can get at me, Josh, at just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, our team is going to say five star review with comments. Thanks, and for tuning in to the Film Podcast. Josh. Thank you for stopping in, everyone. Be sure to turn next week for our future episodes.